Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Darius and his kingdom. In the days of Babylon, when Daniel was there with his cohorts and and God was using him God was using him and his wisdom and all that he had to offer all that he had to give was a word from God and and sometimes just a word from God is enough sometimes just hearing from God can outweigh all instruction or methods and plans that you may have have you ever been there before where you know you had a plan but when God speaks you know that's the right way to go and that's the right thing to do Sometimes we just need to hear a word from God, right? Would you agree with me? Sometimes we just need a word from God, and that's that's exactly what Daniel was able to do. Daniel was able to hear from God and give direction and wisdom and instruction. Not everybody liked that about Daniel. Those that were around Daniel couldn't couldn't comprehend. Where did he get the wisdom from? They didn't understand the power of relationship with Almighty God. And so... And so we find ourselves in a predicament, Dave, at least Daniel did, and all of his people that were with him, working with him and uh, serving with him under King Darius, they said, you know, we, we need to catch Daniel and we don't want him to be part of what we have going on here. They were jealous. They were jealous because he was effective. He was, he was favored by God and, and the king loved him. So they said, what can we do and what can we find in him that we can, we can accuse him of? And they couldn't find one thing. All they can do is find the right things. And so what they did, they went to the king and they said, King, it's good that you make a petition. Let's make a decree. You can, you can put your seal of approval on it and you can uh, tell the entire land that for 30 days, for 30 days, we want you to tell everyone they tried stroking his ego that they can't go to any God besides you you as a king they can't bring a petition to anyone else all petitions have to be brought to you for 30 days and the king heard that and he thought mm, that sounds pretty good that, that, that's his yeah, I agree let's do it 30 days let's do this and so after they made that Daniel was stirred up about it he was concerned so Daniel just continued to do, because really he had no other choice. It's really, you know, sometimes when, when you're stuck in a place and you have to make decisions and, and you're, you're placed in a position that you have no other choice. You can't move forward and you can't go backwards. There are some things you can't undo. What's done is done. And there's sometimes you can't move ahead because you don't have the resource or you don't have the, the help or the ability. So sometimes God puts us in this situation situation of just trusting him just trusting him so Daniel didn't do anything except what he always did so he went back home and he didn't close the windows up he let his life be 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 transparent everyone can see what he was doing and as they saw him they saw him kneeling down at prayer at morning and then the afternoon and then the evening finally they they looked and they said there it is we got him let's go to the king and they went to the king and they said oh king you remember the decree that you have made and he said yes I have 
He said, well, there is a man that has been violating that, and he's broken that, and he's gone to someone else for a petition and answered, and looking for direction and answered. And the king said, who is it? And they said, it's Daniel. And when the king heard that, his heart dropped because he loved Daniel. And Daniel was such a blessing. And so anyhow, Daniel chapter 6, verses 14. Daniel chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. In other words, he tried to find so many ways that he can try to get Daniel out of this. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. He didn't let any sleep come to him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and the Persians that no injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. They just try to come back and re-edit, re-edit that, hey, and, and say it again, that you know what, it's, what's done is done, you can't go back, king, and this is it. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions, and the king declared to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, will you say that with me, continually? It's a key word in this. May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And then a stone was brought and laid at the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his Lord, that nothing may be changed concerning Daniel. It was done. What's done was done, and all that we can do now is just simply wait. Bravery is a choice. Bravery is a choice. Sometimes God requires bravery, courage, to test where our morals are at and to see how strong our mind is and how settled it is on Him. You don't realize how much God you have until the pressure is on. And sometimes when you recognize, I need more of him, that's when we begin to seek after him, right, and pray more. I mean, it's just human nature. When we are in trouble, we go to God. Because we know that God can help us. And sometimes when you go to help and there's no response, sometimes it is God who allows that to happen so we can go to him and become more dependent on him so you can know in your heart that it's God who wants to help you and prove himself to you in this season. In this season. Nobody else can help you like God can. And sometimes just, it's just fascinating to watch God move. And, and, and when you think you have it figured out in your mind, then God it seems he comes up with a different idea or a different plan or a different direction for you. Have you ever done that before? Said into your mind, well, surely this is the way the Lord will do it. Just hold on, guys. I believe this is what's going to happen. And then God comes back in a totally different way, in a totally different area through somebody who doesn't even know him sometimes. 
uh, all the time. (laughs) Who doesn't even know God like maybe you do or your church family does. I mean, God can use whoever he wants to use, right? God can do it however he wants to do it. And you would think that in this moment that God would turn the tables and, and, and something would happen, but the king's word was the king's word. And Proverbs even says, where the word of a king is, there's power and that authority. Nothing could have happened different. Even every decision that we make, once we make certain decisions, there's no going back and changing it. What's done is done. What's done is done. I wish that God created a rewind button or a reset button. And I wish that we could rewind everything that happened. But even if we rewound it and problems did happen again, all we could do was better prepare. But God gives us intuition. He gives us wisdom and he gives us faith. He gives us the ability to press through circumstances and cause us to rise above every problem that we have. There is something so special about the faith of God. And I know the difference between my faith and God's faith. When my faith is in operation, I'll look at things and I'm going to tell you the analytical side to my mind and the way I think about things, I try to figure out the plan. And then I tried to, you know, you put yourself in my shoes or think about what you would do. Anytime there's a situation, we always try to figure out, well, this is what we're going to do. And this is what's going to happen. Let's do this and let's do that. But when I'm looking through the eyes of faith, it's almost like when God touches my spirit or God's in my mind and in my thoughts, it's almost like I don't, I'm not too concerned about the plan. I just know that God can I just look at a problem and I know that I'm not going to waste my time to worry and try to fret about it. And I'm going to do something about this, but I don't worry because I know that there's nothing impossible for God to do. Nothing. A person of faith walks up to a problem and he says, you know what? Nothing's too big for my God. God can handle that. He ever said that to somebody that was in a, in a situation where they wanted to, just a little bit of comfort? And you felt strong in your faith, and you looked at them and said, God's going to do something great. And you made them mad because what they really wanted you to do was listen to their complaints. And they wanted you to be part of their pity party. And when you spoke faith, they almost got a little irritated with you. Have you ever, have you ever, that ever happened to you? Or is that you? (laughs) I've done that before. I've had people come up to me sometimes and tell me something, and and I go, you know what? Have you prayed about it? And they look at me like, I wasn't asking for you to ask me that. Or you look at somebody, and they tell you, and you, and they know how big the problem is, and you tell them, and they say, you know what? God can fix it. And you're like, how? See, that's, the, that's our carnal mind. How? I don't know how. It doesn't matter how. 
All that matters is I know that God can. God can. Daniel could have, could have stopped in that moment and, and complained and been upset and argued and went to the council. But Daniel just continued to live life as it was before the lion den. The lion's den. He lived life. He did what he always did. I'm telling you that when things are going well in your life, that's when you really need to pray. Hear me, hear me just for a moment. When things are going good in your life, that's when we need to get into the routine of worshiping God. Reading the Word of God. I know this is simple, but it, it's powerful. God's Word is powerful. And when your mind is filled with His Word, I'm telling you there's something that you can have to stand on. There, you, you can stand on God's Word. But instead of Instead of that one moment when it hits us and we try to regroup, I call it catch-up, catch-up prayer. We try to catch up for all the times that we haven't been doing anything, right? How many of you have ever done some catch-up praying? Catch-up praying, you know, when the problem comes, oh, Lord, it's time to pray. Tell everybody, it's time to pray. Right? Time to pray. You call the sister up, girl, it is time to pray. What was your stance before the problem happened? Where did you stand before the storm? What was your walk like before? The good news is, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. It's how you finish. We made some declarations last week. Some of those declarations, we said that we're going to be stronger than what we were before. Do you remember that? We're going to come out better than what we did before, than what we were before. Nothing's impossible. But I'm not going to let problems get me down because I choose to be brave. I choose in this moment to look at everything and know that my God is able. My God is able. My God, look at your house if you were flooded out, if it's filled with mold. Go look at your house and tell everything on your property, my God is able. Oh, you think that's crazy, right? I don't know about talking to things. Pastor Bobby Jesus spoke to a fig tree. It died. He could have spoke to it and it lived. Jesus spoke to the wind and he spoke to the sea and everything became still. Why? Because God created it. And when God speaks, everything God created has ears. That sounds simple, right? But it's a fact. Because everything that was created is subject to the Creator. Everything. There is nothing too hard for God to do. We know this. But every decision we make should be guided by a moral compass and our conviction. What your strongest convictions are is what exactly what will come out of your mouth. 
where your strong convictions lie is what you will use as an offense or a defense for your faith. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for King uh, Darius to, to make that decision. I think it was easier for Daniel to actually make the decision that he was going to stay faithful no matter what. Faithful no matter what. Our faithfulness in God causes us to be stronger and to be stable and to simply overcome every circumstance. Here's what you have to ask yourself, and this is what you really have to consider. Number one, a godly stance is the strongest stance. A godly stance is a, the strongest stance you can have. When you know how to stand, when you've got proper footing, I'm telling you, even when you slip, the Lord will pick you up. David said, I, I almost fell. I almost slipped and fell when I saw and, and went away from God when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. The Bible says that when a, when a righteous man falls seven times, the Lord picks him up every single time. The reason why is because before he fell, he had a strong stance. Have you ever, okay, don't get mad at me, okay? So all you animal lovers, I know that you're out there, but just, just hear me out. Have you ever taken a cat and just throw him up in the air? Okay, you're mad because I'm smiling right now. But have, you, have you ever taken a cat and thrown a cat up in the air and watched the cat land on his feet? You've never done that before. You know what? You're scared to tell somebody. <laughs> Guys, there's one hand in the back, one in the front, one right here, okay? You see who they are? Get them. I mean, I've seen it. I don't know what it is about cats that cause them to do that. I mean, I've seen cats walk on fences. I've seen them do some crazy stuff. But quite honestly, when a child of God is balanced, when a child of God has proper footing, Jesus said, when you build your house on the rock, when the floods come, uh, you're, you're not going to be washed away with it. Because you built your house on a rock. You see, we talked about this last week. The flood may have hit your home, but don't let it hit your heart. Harvey may have tried to hit your property, but don't let it hit your heart. It took faith to get what you had It'll take faith to rebuild what you have, too. But you will come out stronger, you will come out better, and things will be better than they ever have been. Trust me, believe that. It's a promise from God. He will restore everything. He will build everything. It may take some time, but in these moments, you may not know, you may not know what to do. But see, it's that moment of you can't go back and you can't move forward. All you have to do is stand. All you can do is stand in this moment. Not do anything. Daniel couldn't do a thing but just simply stand in the lion's den. Stand. Sometimes standing is all God needs you to do. See, because if you don't stand for something, you can fall for anything. But when you stand on your faith and you stand on God's word, and you stand on a promise, 
you stand on your relationship with God. It means something to heaven. It means something in this world because God is going to allow you to lose your footing because you are dependent on him and he will not let you down. He won't let you down. He will always be there for you. Uh, Daniel's conviction and loyalty to God caused his enemies to be driven back eventually. It was, it was his loyalty to God. Uh, you can tell. You can tell who your friends are when they stand by you. You can tell who your friends are by who's standing by you when things go bad, tough. Let me tell you who, how to define those people in your life. Don't think for one moment they're your friends because you got something good happening in your life or you're throwing the party and things are going well. You're driving a nice car. You got a good job. Your outfit's on point. I mean, it's just happening right now. It's happening. And then when you can't provide or can't be that person they expect you to be, they get all salty, right? They get mad. They get upset. And where are they? Where are they? What happened to everybody? Listen, it happened to Jesus. If it happened to Jesus, it's going to happen to us too. Peter made a big declaration. Peter made a big deal about them coming in when he heard about uh, the, the Son of Man is going to be taken and crucified and beat to death. And Peter stood up and said, Lord, nobody's going to come and take you from us. We'll take the sword. We'll die for you if we have to. And when that moment came and they all came to get Jesus, they all scattered. Nobody was standing with Jesus. Peter was at the fire around that, that campfire that night warming himself and and they said, hey, aren't you one of his disciples? Aren't you one of his disciples? And he started cursing and saying, I don't know who that man is. And he went away and wept bitterly. I don't know who that is. But when Jesus stood in front of Pilate, when he stood in front of Pilate, he said, are you the king of Israel? And Jesus said, you said that I am. If my kingdom were of this world, I would have asked my men and my disciples to fight for me, but my kingdom's not of this world. In other words, every child of God knows who's on their side. And it doesn't matter. It seems like you may stand by yourself, but when you're a child of God and you stand for God, you are never by yourself. Because Jesus said this, if I wanted to, if I chose to, I can call 12 legions of angels right now and they will come and fight on my behalf. They will come. But I'm on a mission. Jesus, God had a plan. When, we, when you and I stand, we're never standing by ourselves. We are always standing with God. Listen to this. Daniel chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. Go with me there. Grab your, grab your phones, grab your Bibles. Listen to this. Daniel chapter 6, verses 4 through 5. And, and when the officials 
sought to find ground and complained against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful or full of faith. He was faithful. And no error or fault was found in him. And these men said, we shall not find any ground of complaint against him. This Daniel, against this Daniel, unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. They couldn't find anything wrong. You know, many times people are upset with you or jealous of you, not because of what you're doing. They're not because of what you're doing wrong, but mainly because of what you're doing right. These guys were simply jealous. You know, favor will make people jealous. Come on, some, I wish somebody that, that knew something about favor would respond right now. Favor will make people jealous. I would rather have the favor of God in my life and people jealous at me than I have a bunch of people that want me to stay on the same level they're at. God did not call you and I to stay at a lower level in our life just to be complacent and say, I'm here because I want to please everybody. Are you, are you listening to me? See, when God begins to bless you and God begins to use you, you, I'm going to have to be real with you. I'm talking to Latinos right now. You ready? You can't take the whole family with you. And to some of your friends, you can't take your friends with you. They, weren't, they don't have the same calling you've got. And when God starts to bless you, whether, you have a, whether he blesses you, or there's many ways God can bless you. But sometimes he blesses your marriage and your relationship. Sometimes, uh, whatever you surrender to God, you give him the lordship over your life in that area. When God is blessing your finances, it's because you gave him his portion so he can lord over it. When God blesses what you have as a steward, blesses your home, blesses your house, it's because you made your house a house of prayer. And you've surrendered to God. When God blesses you on the job, it's because you walked in with the mindset that you're not giving eye service, but you're working there as Jesus is your boss. I mean, you, you got what I just said, right? Can I give you a secret to getting raises on your job? Work for them like you're working for Jesus. Don't wait for them to come in like... I, I, I was taught this when I was younger. I said this before. But I had a foreman one time that told me, he said, son, he said, son, never, ever stand out in the field with nothing in your hand. If you're going to stand in the field, he said, you better always carry a screwdriver and look worried. <laughs> I was good at that. Real good at that. Because when I worked, it was, sometimes we had a lot of free time. We had to stand there and wait. When my boss came around, I just look around. I have no idea what I'm looking at. Just keep walking. I got tired of work sometimes for just walking around looking worried than doing work. Now listen, God doesn't want you to look worried. Because in the kingdom... We always have something to do. When you have nothing to do, you can praise Him, right? You can worship Him, right? 
Uh, look, he, work, he looks for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. I mean, the, the altar is where you make it. In the kingdom, you can make an altar any place. You can make a, an area of your life where you choose to worship God anywhere as long as it's in spirit and in truth. But see, where you stand matters. And who stands with you matters. And all that matters to me, I don't care if people don't like me. Listen, if you don't have haters, you're probably not doing anything. If you, beware of the person who doesn't have haters. Everyone loves him or her. Not because of your attitude. You have haters because of your attitude and you, you're just sour and salty all the time. Then you know you're going to have haters. That's your fault. But when you're doing right and you're loving people and you're being blessed, then you need to count it all joy. You need to thank God for that. You need to thank God that, you know, it doesn't matter if they stand with me or not or want to hang out with me. So what? I didn't get invited to the party. I don't care about that party. I've got my own party going on with Jesus. As long as Jesus stands with me, everything is okay. Because me standing with Jesus is majority. Oh, Jesus, don't take your hand off of my hand and don't, don't, don't God stop moving in my life. Uh, I need you every day, God. I don't care. I'll tell everybody I'm, I'm a baby when it comes to him. I, I need him. I have to have him. <laughs> oh, I thought number one. Would surely be me. I thought that I could be what I wanted to be. Oh, I thought of myself as a mighty big man. But I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I'll get it right. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. You see, the mountains are too high and the valley's too wide. Down on my knees is where I learn to stand because I can't even walk without you holding my hand <laughs> I tell you everyone when I feel the anointing then I can do it but I, I'm just telling you right now that I can't even walk without him holding my hand <laughs> do you feel that way about him right now I don't care who's with me, who's not with me. All I know is, is if God's with me, who can be against me? You need to say that to him right now. As long as you're with me, tell him, as long as you're with me, I know everything's going to be okay. As long as you're with me, tell him, tell him, as long as you're with me, I know everything's going to be okay. The storm can't touch my faith. The, the, my troubles can't hit me. My finances can't affect me because, God, you're bigger than that. You're bigger than that, God. You're bigger than that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we just, we moved in. I, I may have to get away from my sermon. We moved into another area right now. I have a lot more to say, but I have to follow the Spirit of God. Would that be okay? I think right now in this moment, you need to realize that, that you're not by yourself. You're never by yourself. 
uh, even though you're doing everything you know to do and there's no results, uh, you know, just standing is results. Standing by faith, standing strong, standing with bravery in your heart. Not too many people can stand. Not too many people know how to stand. Not too many people have integrity. Not too many people, you see, to stand sometimes is becoming unmovable and you're not pressured by everyone else, but you have to stand. There's a, there's a depiction, I don't even know where it was from, but it was in China, I believe. It was in Asia, somewhere in Asia. Have you ever seen the depiction, the picture of the man that was standing be- before that tank? You ever seen that picture? There was a man that was standing in front of a tank like this. He didn't want to move. He was protesting in China. He was standing there and the tanks wouldn't move because they probably could have, but they didn't. The people who have ever changed history are those that knew how to stand and stand still. Martin Luther King Jr. knew how to stand, but he knew also how to march and walk. Rosa Parks, she knew how to stay put where she was at without compromising her integrity and character, and it rocked the nation. Daniel knew how to stand and have courage to stand. Moses knew how to stand before Pharaoh while everyone was mocking him and everyone was questioning where is this 80-year-old man going to get the manpower and the help from? And all he had in his hand was just a staff, a rod. But it wasn't the rod. It was the man's heart that held the rod. It was the obedience that he had. And whenever the Spirit of God spoke to him, all he had to do All he had to do was stand there and stretch out the rod and the sea, the sea was divided. The ten plagues came at the word of God, not the word of Moses, but the word of God. Because there was a man who knew how to stand. He had been broken long enough. He had been through 40 years of transition in his life. There finally came a day where he knew how to stand. Joseph was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, but he knew how to stand. He knew how to stand. Jesus was falsely accused, never said a word as a sheep going to the shearers, but he knew how to stand. I'm going to go through this sermon really quickly for the sake of time. Point number two, and keep on playing if you like to, where you stand in your mind is where you'll fall on your feet. Where you stand in your mind is exactly where you'll fall on your feet. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread, David said. Because every time a child of God is made up in their mind that the God that they serve is bigger than their problems, God backs them up every single time. Do we have any believers here this Sunday morning in the house? Listen, listen, I've got to tell you in this moment. See, Daniel knew. Daniel knew what was going to happen. 
that God would be with him and God would back him and, and he walked into that den. But this is, the, this, is really the, this is really what you have to envision. If you can just imagine the, the door to that den right here and on the other side is the lions and on this side is, is Daniel. You see, when, when Daniel was fixing to walk in, Daniel was going to walk in the same way he had been walking before. Daniel was going to walk in with the same person he had been walking with before. You understand what I'm saying? The scripture says he prayed in the morning, prayed in the afternoon, and prayed in the evening. He was walking with God. So when you're walking with God, Daniel was fixing to walk in not by himself, but God was fixing to walk in with him. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, God isn't going to look at your problem and say, Hijo. Te guacho. Too much, right? I mean, he's not, forgive me, God's not Latino, I know. But that's the only voice I know. Hey, forget it, Daniel. I'll be out here waiting. I'll wait for you out here. You're going to be okay. That's what most of our friends would do. It's okay, man, go. You can do it. God was going to walk through right with Daniel. And you see, when, when Daniel walked in, God walked in, and the lions didn't respond to Daniel, they responded to who was standing with Daniel. A lion, I mean, listen, are you ready for this? Here's what happened. The lion of the tribe of Judah walked in. And he stood there. He was the king of the kingdom. And in that case, the king of the jungle. And when that lion walked in, all the other lions could do nothing else but shut their mouths. See, that's what happens when you have faith and bravery in your life. In the middle of your problems, no matter how loud it gets, no matter how ferocious it seems, when your God walks into your problems with you, everything else has to shut up, get out of the way, give obeisance to what the authority of God is saying inside of you. That's why the Bible says, greater is he that's in you. That's in you, not you, not you, but who's in you. That's why I walk with him when things are going good. So when things come up bad, I'm still walking with him. And he's still walking with me. And it doesn't matter where I get thrown up out of the way, I will always land on my feet. I will always land on the word of God, the promises of God, and the reassurance that my God would, can do and will do anything that I ask or think that I ask or think according to the power that worketh inside of me. So my request isn't God do something that's beyond me more than it is. God, let everything inside of me be released. Does that make sense? Let everything inside of me. Let me leave you with this one thought. 
Consistency made it Daniel's den. The bravery it takes to stand for God. The bravery that it takes to just simply be a child of God in a, in a wayward world. Just being consistent with God brings power and influence to wherever you go. I'm not ashamed to say I need him every single day. When I come into temptation, I'm going to tell you, for all of you men and all of you women, I think that Joseph was a wise man. Joseph didn't stand there and wrestle and argue with Potiphar's wife. You know what he did? He ran. You were never, you and I were, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I've got to tell somebody that you and I were never meant to wrestle with temptation. Play with fire, you will get burned. You were never meant to wrestle with temptation. You were meant to surrender during temptation to God and run to Him. So what if you look like a coward? Sorry, Mama. You're spooky. Spooky. I, 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 got, a, I got a God who can... I mean, Joseph did it right. Joseph said, you know what? I, he forgot about even his own possessions. He forgot about his coat. He just left it behind and said, I don't need this. I, I, I got other things that I value more than just what I have on my back. I'm going to go straight to God and let him take care of me. Even though he was falsely accused, God still saw him through because he knew how to stand. He was brave. So, so what I'm saying to you this Sunday morning is this. During this season we're in right now, if there's anything we can do, we need to stand with God, give God glory, Thank God for being with us in our time of trouble. Don't blame God for all the problems. Don't say, God, why did you make this happen? Why is my house filled with mildew? Why did I miss out on two paychecks? Why have I lost my job? Listen, let me tell you something. If you're a child of God, God will protect you and God will change things for you and God will make something work out for your good. You need to praise God sometimes when your plans don't come through because all that means is God has a better plan. But if you don't start confessing it and start saying it and start agreeing with Him and just stand on that, you're not going to see Him walk into your problem. Do we or do we not serve a God who created the heavens and the earth? Come on, touch into that. Do we not serve a God? Who, who can create anything at any time and do anything that we can ask or think? I mean, are we not the children of God? Listen, are we not God's people? Where are you right now? Where are all God's people? Where are the firewalkers? Where are the lion tamers? You know where he is? He's right inside of you. He's ready to turn your circumstance around by people of faith. See, I choose to be brave. I choose to take a moral stance. 
I'm not going to compromise who I am. I'm not going to get bitter with God. I am not, I'm going to be better with God. I, I take a strong stance in my mind. I don't care what the, my circumstances whispering to my ear. I know that my God can rebuild. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. I have needs too. I have financial needs also. But I have a God who can meet my needs according to his riches and glory. God is able. Come on, somebody say it. God is able. Say it with me again. God is able. Give him some praise right now. Give him some praise. God is able. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.